All right, welcome everybody to the Idle Chatter Podcast, a Random Thoughts Podcast, and we're here today at the boardroom, and I've got Ashton joining me. How are you doing today? Good. How you doing? Well, I guess I can't complain here. Um, so uh, we wanted to dig into uh, the new venture you got setting out here today. So uh, I guess we'll start with uh, the beginning here. What kind of gave you the idea to do something like this? Um, so I, this is probably a story people have heard a lot, but I, I collected a lot when I was a kid uh, <laughs> and about as much money as I could get and whenever we went on a trip into Rockford or anything like that we would go and I'd get packs you know probably when my mom wasn't looking <laughs> and uh, so I, I collected a lot of that never knew how to play or anything like that just loved the art and loved the games and then as I got a bit older of course I got out of it I ended up selling my collection that story you'll hear a thousand times in this industry too yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I, uh, I got older and I was just looking at packs as I was, you know, walking out of a uh, Walmart and I was like, you know what, just for old time's sake, let's grab a few. And I opened a few. I'm like, oof, you know what? That was pretty fun. I'm going to keep trying to do that. And then kept doing it. And then I decided, I was like, how do I do this cheaper? Cause this is expensive buying it right from retail and or even going to game shops. So I figured out, you know, I did all the background, uh, you know, research to try to figure out how to do that. And basically you have to have a, your own shop and it has to be, brick and mortar can't be online has to be a physical presence and right kind of just led into that and then i started uh partnering up with a i built up a lot of inventory then ended up partnering with a shop up in beloit and then i ended up wanting to come back home and doing my own thing so opened up here not long ago that's just kind of how it all just rolled just about <laughs> fell into place and when was that that you actually because i know when we first spoke you kind of were still in the process mm -hmm. of getting everything set up moved in i mm -hmm. think you were well, you were bringing in like a Warhammer table or something like yeah. that first day. I know that was that was a pretty massive piece that you had bringing up. I wouldn't <laughs> have been one. I, w I wouldn't want to have been the one carrying that thing up there. That's for sure. Yeah, I actually got to thank Brian Starkey for that one. He uh, <laughs> he that's his table, and he has so much knowledge when it comes to that game, and just so many pieces that he's just donated to the store. So right. I gotta thank him a lot for that. No, that's uh, that's pretty cool. If you, I mean, knowing some people that have that kind of stuff, because even just like. When it comes to this type of stuff, I never really got into like magic or Yu-Gi-Oh or anything like that. It was it was straight Pokemon from mm -hmm. my childhood, and uh, I don't know. It's I, there's probably not really too many people that know a stretch of like a <coughs> lot about every line of you know type of games like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so obviously, I know I know magic's still pretty big right now. Um, oh, I mean, yeah. Pokemon's kind of its its own thing. That's whether you you know it or you don't, I mean, you've heard of Pokemon. You know some level to yeah. extent, especially the last couple of years. Because I know we were talking about that and how it was, um, like, especially over like COVID and everything. There was everybody was doing like card openings and buying packs yeah. of cards, and then the, the that boom happened, and it's like, oh my god! And you see what some of these packs are going for. And I remember, uh, this was probably about a year or so ago. There was a a sealed first gen or first edition base booster box set which is what is there 36 packs i think in the original um, box set I, I know that they have 36 packs now actually i've never looked up what the original i thought it was though. something like that and back probably. then they were selling i think for like three dollars a pack and i remember when i was a kid this would have been oh late 90s early 2000s that they were 
doing like once in a while you could go to the dollar tree and find packs for a dollar and i'm yeah. looking back i'm like god if i would have bought like a case of those those oh, are yeah. going for like two three four hundred dollars now i'm like Gee. of course I, it's I all hindsight yeah. if everybody collected them like that that it'd be like beanie babies where they probably wouldn't be worth anything i mean they're they're gonna maintain their value but like that box i saw it went on auction for like four hundred thousand dollars yeah yeah 400 like literally almost a half a million dollars even for then, some I cards think, i don't think people at that time were worried about even getting whole booster boxes right off the bat so that no like, it was all just about pa- well getting packs yeah. yeah i mean three dollars nowadays doesn't sound like a whole lot but this is back i mean minimum wage was like five not even five bucks an hour oh, basically yeah. so i mean that was a big difference back then as far as that like goes and it back then parents now, yeah weren't obviously into it it was you know your, their age range was six seven years old up to 11 12 13 ish that was kind of like their target audience but now those kids are adults and they have adult money <laughs> yeah. and that's what's happening and that's what i'm thinking it's like you know if you look at it some people are like somebody paid four hundred thousand dollars there that's a waste of money on it okay put it this way it's worth four hundred thousand now that was when that box came out that was 108 dollars retail yeah Okay, so basically, and you know, somebody's, somebody's going to find something in like an old Kmart underneath a rack completely sealed like 20 years from now, and it's going to be worth an unreal amount of money because that same box, if that person hangs on to it, like they'd be stupid to open it because obviously no matter if it's all Charizard, you're never going to get your money back for that. At a certain point, those boxes become worth more staying sealed and not even packed out. Sometimes it is still worth it where it costs more to pack them out. So, you know, split them up. Right. But uh, yeah, at a it's an easier point, sell, you know, like, if you're, it's a weird if you're, so, yep. where eventually yeah. it's like, boom, you got to hold that sealed. Well, okay. So like with that, like I said, when people are talking about that, oh, well, that that's a dumb investment. I'm like, no, that's probably a pretty smart investment because think about it this way. Okay. So I am in my mid thirties mm-hmm. and I was at the peak age when Pokemon was boom, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so let's see here in 30 years, I'll already be retired, right? 25 to 30 years. And I'm looking, it's like, okay, so at that point, that's, you know, you're in your tire, you typically have a, you know, the average person has a fair amount of money put aside. So they have more disposable income. You don't have kids to worry about anymore. Mm. You more than likely already own your home. So you don't have a mortgage and all these things start adding up. And it's like, no, no, I'll pay $6 million for that box, <laughs> you know, and even if it's some, it could be somebody that's a collector that will literally, you know, put a nice case around it and that's how it's going to be. Or you could have somebody on the flip side that wants that nostalgia of opening those packs, yeah. you know, 50 years later. And they're chasing. Yeah, they're chasing for that. And car. people are like, well, it's never going to hold. Well, all these people opening these packs are increasing the value of the packs that remain. Because yep. there's only so many mm. first edition base booster boxes. Like, I'm, you see packs, but the full sealed boxes, mm. factory sealed... I can't imagine it's that many. A lot of those you're not even able to find unless you like, you know, people. Right. Or like I said, or you came, you know, you were lucky and it's like a big warehouse and it just was underneath a rack and nobody cleaned under it. Like I remember seeing something, somebody found a, uh, this was within the last couple of years. Somebody found a original NES Super Mario Brothers game that was still not just sealed, like in the plastic, they had like that. Uh, security plastic card shell case that it was over. It was found like under a rack at an old like Sears or Kmart or something like that. And it was found and 
it got graded obviously PSA 10. It was perfect condition. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember, but didn't that came that game went for huge money. Well, that's the other thing. Like whoever's cleaning that out, a lot of people know <clears throat> about the value of this stuff now. Nowadays, yeah. yeah. Well, sometimes, I mean, you know that like cuz when I was a kid, I mean, I think I was like 13, 14. I'm like this is kind of a kids thing. I'm going to get out of this. Mm. So I sold everything for like 25 bucks. Mm. And when you go to stores, you see online like I seen a Pokemon Gold version in the box. You know, need it said it needed a new battery, which is pretty common for those older games. Yeah. Um, I seen that, and they're selling it for like what was it, like a hundred and eighty dollars. I'm like, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. I had the same one because I was one of the kids that kept the box and the instructions and everything together. I'm like, I can't even imagine if I would have half of that stuff now. Like not even getting into the cards, just all the like collectibles oh, and yeah, games. games. It's nuts. Even like, um, I think gens one and two for the games aren't quite as much. I think the peak right now is the gen three game boy advance games. Those I, I think are going for some of the highest, even into the DS games because people are like, well, you can get the digital versions. I kind of oh, straight away when it was DS too. I don't know why, but something about that. I honestly, that it was right around gen three mm. with like Ruby, Sapphire and Emerald that I, kind of like started losing interest in it yeah that was you know obviously you start hitting puberty you have more you have interest like girls and things like yeah. that and that's <laughs> that's kind of like a nerd or like that's a kid's thing that's mm. basically how it was because that ours was the first generation that got into that it's not like nowadays where you have full-grown adults super into this like i'm sure you have way more full-grown adults coming in here buying pokemon than probably kids nowadays or they're trying to get their kids into it with yeah so all it's weird how each group, like Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, and Pokemon work out because they all definitely have their different age range. Like Pokemon, of course, you're going to get young kids, and then you are going to get adults. Like even like me, they'll come in and drop just ridiculous amount of money on stuff. Where like even me as a shopper, I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like, are you going to get all that? Okay. And then, but uh, yeah, with like uh, Magic, that seems to be more of like people, I'd say, a little bit younger than me and older. Because yeah. it's like, it's you, you go from the art of Pokemon seeming kind of like... I'd say similar to just, you know, childish kind of, you know, PG art. And then right. you go to Magic and it's getting a little more gothic, a little darker. Right. So a lot of the people transition from collecting Pokemon to playing Magic. And then you'll get people from my age. And there's a guy at the old shop I was at, a couple of people that, you know, gray hair and they're playing it. So they were they were already in their thir- some guys in their 30s and 40s when it came out. Right. And they love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's obviously some people that are a little bit older that you know got into more of that kind of stuff Mm. um but you know for the most part it was people that discovered it in the late 90s early 2000s um the things that made us yeah (laughs) right and i mean by gen 2 is when pokemon back in the early 2000s really blew up Mm. you know even from the start of the enemy anime because i remember watching that uh what was it Fox that had the rights to it or something like that? I remember watching it. It came on at like seven o'clock in the morning, every morning, Monday through Friday. I remember watching that. Cause I remember watching some of the episodes that eventually got banned in the U S like, I think there was that one with James where he had like feminine properties or whatever. It, there was a couple of huh. odd ones and I started going through and I think uh, what Netflix had season one or something like that, that you could watch them. And I'm like, I feel like there's some episodes missing and I looked it up and yeah, they, there were some episodes that got banned in the, in the U S 
you want that's to, relatively common but if you want to talk about a show that is built off of cliffhangers that show <laughs> just what happens next oh yeah yeah every time I'm oh like, yeah oh, join us join us tomorrow join us next week you yeah. remember you remember the poke rap that they would do at the end of each episode and they would they would list <laughs> off like 15 or 20 and then over the week you would get all of them mm. it's so weird that this many years later i can still hear that in my <laughs> head i watched it so many times I remember every single time. And I'm like, man, they know that their audience is kids because they do that. I'm like, I can't wait. <laughs> you better bring that up as soon as you can. <laughs> but yeah, they, they did a great job with that show. That I, that drew me in quite a bit. I, my, uh, when I grew up, I didn't we didn't really watch too much TV. We just had like the regular channels. So yep. we'd get the movies or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, because, um, God, what was it? Was it 99 or was it two? It might have been 2000 when the original one came out. Because I remember when the original movie came out, that's when they had that little ancient Mew card or whatever, that promo card. I and, had a few of those. They just, yep. they just got sold. Yeah, I remember watching. I, I remember getting a couple of those too, going uh, downtown Sterling, watching it in the old theater before it shut down and now it's reopened again. Um, and then what was it? It was like Pokemon 2000, but I swear to God, it didn't come out in 2000, did it? Um, maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was one of those things. I forget, because sometimes there was, you know, they did stuff a year early. Right, and there's there's actually something I seen not that long ago that Lugia was actually just meant to be part of the movie, I think. He wasn't actually going to be in the game or cards or anything. There was something with that, because they just needed some type of, type of character, theme, or whatever to go. I think it was kind of like the... I guess it'd be the yin and yang to match with Ho, because obviously Ho was yeah. in the first episode of the first too. season, you know, so they already had, obviously had all that basically gen two already planned out mm -hmm. in gen one. Cause you started towards the end, you started seeing gen two Pokemon such as like Togepi and, um, God, what well, I swear there was a couple of them oh. that were in gen two Togepi. that started, that started popping up earlier. Um, Togepi in constant danger. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that, but that, they kind of just led to it. Yeah. Obviously, it's completely different. And I mean, I think the animation styles changed slightly, like with Ash, because I know now it's a huge thing now that they're taking him out of the show because he officially is the champion and all that now. So they, I, I haven't watched the fight. Honestly, I don't think I watched beyond like generation. Mm three or something like that but i want to go back and watch it but yeah i i, I haven't <laughs> paid attention for a while now on that just mainly more playing the card games mm -hmm. but yeah uh yeah he finally after all this time with it and then <clears throat> the uh, voice actor for him i think uh i think she was like all right you know i've done this enough kind of thing i'm ready to yeah and it's crazy a lot of people didn't realize that it was a woman that did yeah. the voice for that yeah. it's crazy and she did it for Ever. Obviously, I think that was she just did the English dub version of it. I don't know. I'm impressed she could maintain it. that voice for that yeah. long, sounding that similar too. Right. Like over the years, your yeah, voice it sounded exactly it. the same. Like the yeah. character look might have slightly changed um, throughout the series, but the voice was exactly the same from the very beginning to the very end. I forgot how they they pitched it out too, because uh, somebody did the math on actually how long like this entire show was in ash's actual life because like he didn't really age too much in it they're no. like oh there's like an every day is one episode or and something. there's obviously like those conspiracies out there oh, where yeah. they say that when he he was shocked by pikachu he went into this coma mm. and that's why he's always a kid kind of thing and that's why all nurse joy and officer or, yeah an officer jenny they all look the same in every single town okay 
because that was the last image that he had. Oh, there's that. you can walk, look you can look at conspiracy theories oh, yeah, on that guy. on on how that stuff all that the, the and they start making up these points and I was like, holy cow, that makes a lot of sense. That'd be a crazy cliffhanger to start out where he just wakes up from a coma and he's still like, like he's a full grown adult and he just he just dreamt you know all that. In a lot of the games, you you begin and you're like, you woke <clears> up, you're like, what what is this place? Ooh. Right. Well, okay. So do you, do you, okay. You remember, okay. You probably noticed in this, this in the game, especially is there's not really a lot of men, male characters in the game. It's mostly females, that but if also you might be it, the Japan aspect getting into that. Well, okay. So there's different parts of the game where you'll see like the great, there's a great Pokemon battle or war or something like that. Well, Lieutenant Surge, I think in some of the games actually refers to some of that stuff. And some people think that there was like a, a huge war and a lot of the men had, you know, oh, okay. passed on whatever you want to term you want to use for that. And I mean, there, but there's so many little, little things in there that when somebody starts actually digging into it, a lot of it, it's like, it's almost believable on it. It's just yeah. a story, you know, kind of thing, but it's, you know it's possible that some of this stuff could happen. And with Pokemon, it kind of balances between you're like, all right, this is PG kids. And then sometimes in the story or like, you know, there's some dark parts, stuff, Lavender like, town, yeah, you know, cause that was the first thing. Cause everybody's like, well, they just faint. Mm. Well, in Lavender town, there's like, they actually show where, you know, they actually passed away and stuff yeah. like that. There's, there's so much to it. And if you start reading some of the, some of the, uh, like in the game where it shows, gives you a little brief description of each Pokemon oh, kind of thing. Oh, the description. How like oh. Cubone wears the skull of her mother and stuff yeah. like that. It's like, what? Or Charmander when his tail goes out. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was like one of the first episodes and well, I was like heartbroken or, as a kid. Or there's, what is, what is like Hypno or whatever draws children in with yeah. like a song or something like that. There's so much stuff like, there's even one, uh, was it Drift Bloom actually carries kids away or yeah, something like I, that. I, I'm like, this is a kid's game. What is with, of course, everything's different in Japan. The way everything's looked at, it's not, yeah. you, it's different cultures and that's obviously where the games originated at. So some of the things might seem a little weird and sometimes it could be lost in different translations and things like that. What was actually meant for each character, but with the Drift Bloom, that actually in Arceus, the game that, before the last one, Scarlet Violet, you actually, there's a mission where you have to stop it from, but it doesn't really hint that it's trying to take the kids. It seems like it's like just hanging out and trying to, it said it was trying to lure them kind of the ocean yep, or something, but it never fully stated that it was like, oh, this is bad. But you're like wondering, I'm like, man, this is an odd mission right here. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to that, but anyway, so I don't want to just talk about Pokemon the entire time because I know there's a lot more you've got going on. I knew, um, uh, I guess, I don't know, what topic would you like to kind of go into? What's your next biggest one besides Pokemon? Is um, is it, I, I mean, I know you got the Warhammer, but is there something maybe card-wise that is kind of seems like it's real popular right now? I would say the biggest one, and I've noticed this in a lot of shops, is actually magic. Really? For the people, your player base of people that are consistently playing. Oh, yeah, I guess that's and, that's a good point, yeah. And buying cards is probably magic. Now, Pokemon, you might have more of people buying it, but those are people that pop and buy it, and then you don't see them for a while. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. With magic, every Well, the people that are in there, there's probably a lot more people, especially in smaller areas, that hardcore magic fans, as opposed yes. to Pokemon, they're... They'll collect them, but not really playing per se. That's, that's how I because it's completely different. Because from what I understand from friends that I've talked to, I mean, there's a lot more strategy when it comes to like magic oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean, I can see why because it's 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 
still kind of a game, but I think it is steered more to an older generation, like young yeah, adult, you adult. Have, to be able to have more processing and seeing ahead. Right. You know, it's not just like attack, attack, no. evolve, whatever the case is. There's a lot more in depth with that kind of. I mean, I've watched people play. There's no chance I'm going to even attempt to try and learn something like that. It seems intimidating, but it's it gets easy. It gets easy quick. Yeah, but see, then I'm going to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars getting cards because I'm like, oh, this I want to do because that's what I said. Like, I'm like, oh, give me give me a give me a couple packs. I want to open I want to open these. And I'm like, before I leave, I'm like, hey, uh, can you hook me up with like a couple of boxes here? I'm gonna take <laughs> I, I would say if you did you could literally because a lot of these are actual very competitive and some of the players in my store have bought these and they play my deck and it's a little bit edited and they'll smack me with a so it's a, called a pre-con it's a <clears throat> magic uh, commander deck mm -hmm. i have them for like 32 bucks most places to plug myself are charging like 40 to 50 for some of these ones right i have mine at 32 um and it starts you off fully made pre-made deck and you can just right out of the box, be able to play, and you'd never have to buy another one. Unless you really wanted to get really competitive. Right. A lot of times you're pre-con. It's a good way to kind of like dip your dip your toes in the water as as the saying goes and at least learn a little bit about that. And I know you've you definitely have a lot more planned out because you got different like leagues and I've seen you do some like learn to play things. Mm. And that's great for people wanting to get into and especially uh you know um well, like I was talking about the building here, uh, the Conover Square, like I've lived in this area five, six years, never been in here before I met with you. And there's a lot going on in this building. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, especially when you're in small towns, there's not much to do, um, especially for younger people. Obviously, when you get older, it's like, oh, I'm going to go to the bar. I'm going to go out on the boat or something like yeah. that. You know, hunting and fishing. Obviously, those are big staples, this kind of stuff. But some people are just not into that kind of stuff. And the fact that it's really hard to meet new people to make friends and stuff like that once you're out of school that something like this you know you can kind of share a common interest you know you meet somebody and that's sometimes doing this kind of stuff and even get in, getting into like gaming like even online sometimes you build amazing friendships with yes. somebody that you have a common interest in because you don't think about it it's like oh i'm playing a couple hours a night all through high school with these guys and 10 years later you're still doing the same thing and this is somebody that you never met. It's like, oh, will you be my best man at a wedding kind of thing? It's yeah. like just the relationship because it's not it's not a physical relationship where you care what that person looks like. It's more about their personality and the kind of things that they're into. And this is a great way for people to meet doing something that they enjoy mm. and they really get into. We have a actually so I, I yeah, that's a big thing is far as trying to get the community here and something else to do and that's kind of the reason why i did this also because when i was in beloit i'm like man this drive is killing me so i want to do something closer here and i wanted people to play against too and compete and i gotta say that's one thing i'd like to pride all the people that come here my community on is we've got some really great people that come in here and like yep. it's just fun understanding casual and we have our competitive side too and but everybody's typically pretty good at gauging and we have like some people, some of the players that come in, like I could tell that, you know, maybe they weren't the most social and by being here and like just talking, oh, you see the personality and the life come out of them. And right, because they could be themselves. They're not oh. having, they're, they don't have somebody looking at them like this is the weird kid that plays with, you know, Pokemon cards or magic cards yeah. or Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. Too. It's not even, it's, it's not like you're not getting anymore. judged. You're like, now it's a competition. Like, oh, I've got this card. You ain't got it yet. Oh, with, you know, oh, kind of thing. In recent history with like, just what's kind of been going on in, um, I guess in like movies and stuff. This is a, a big thing. Why 
you know, he's probably been seeing a lot of pickup on Dungeons and Dragons. Oh yeah, yep. Well, now because you got that movie, Stranger I think things. that that that. Well, see, that's the, the one series I never got into. Some of the old the series that have been coming out recently, I just haven't got into just because I tend to get sucked into series. Next thing you know, I'm like three days later, I haven't left the house because I binge watched like five yeah. seasons of a show. I don't want to exactly get into that that line <laughs> right there. So, um, so. So I'd say, um, so Dungeons and Dragons actually started in Lake Geneva. Yep. And so people, that's why this area, I'd like to say it has a little more prominence in this area. Mm -hmm. And then um, with COVID, a lot of people are just looking for stuff to do at home. Dungeons and Dragons is a great way. You build your own story, all that. And then you can even still do it online with other people. I've done that with some friends. Mm -hmm. um, and then well, with, with that... It popping up in Stranger Things, and then the movie's just a recent thing, but yep. Stranger Things been out for a decent bit now, yep. and they play that, and they, you know, it's kind of ties into their story. So I think that kind of made it where, like, hey, you know what? That looks cool. A lot of people tried it, and it's no longer like frowned upon to do it. A lot of these games, right? Not even well, upon. Like, you know, I see some groups that get into it, and it turns into be like they do it, it's like an every Friday night kind of thing, yeah. and they get a group that does it, and I'm like, it's starting to get really popular. Yeah. And I'm like, like I said, even with recent pop culture there's i know there's been some other shows like i think the big bang theory they have some episodes that are kind of focused kind of around mm -hmm. dungeons and dragons and that, that kind of thing so i mean you see you see it happen it's like somebody's kind of curious about it yeah they look into it what happened with me they find some friends next thing you know you got a half dozen people that play it every week mm. and it's you know it's not it's not your typical, it's not like a board game. It's not like Monopoly. Nobody's going to flip the table up over it. I'm yeah. sure there's probably some, some people get probably pretty heated because you get really, <laughs> you get really into it. But yeah, I know that it definitely is starting to blow up a lot more. I know, like you said, the movie is a lot more recent, but it's, um, it's touching people because it's something different mm -hmm. and Pretty much everybody probably has somebody that plays it, yeah. they, or they know somebody that you does. Know of it now, you yeah. know, yeah. So you know, obviously somebody looks into it, so it's something different. And like you said, you know, well, I don't know a ton about it, but I know with Dungeon Master and stuff like mm -hmm. that. So it's not like a board game or some other type of game like that where it's always the same. It's kind of like oh. you put your own oh. spin on it, so it's not always the same it's going to be always different no matter what you do so the cool thing with it too is a lot of the books that they have they'll give you like hey here's your campaign that you're going to go through and yep. it'll help you step by step say if you're a newer dungeon master or even you know one that's a veteran and be like hey here's a guideline but sometimes you'll run into and actually i've had the blessing of playing with a dungeon master that uh two of my campaigns that are really pretty good at improv and um you'll need that when you're dealing with it because you know how humans are. We're going to be like, hey, that looks like the right route. But yep. what if what if we did this direction? You didn't see it coming as the dungeon master. And they're like, oh, I got to come up with something like right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I've i been lucky enough. Both my dungeon masters are really good. One of them, he's great because uh, he he's he's pretty good at like he's like, I'm going to set you up so you can, you know, have fun and do well in the battles. And it's challenging. And the other one's. He about kills us, all of us, every single round, and I still love it yeah. <laughs> because it's, I'm like, mm, I'm going to get him this time. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. And that's like I said, that's that's something fun. And not necessarily everybody's going to be into it, mm. but I knew you were talking about it, maybe doing some type of like live stream on certain things like that. Yeah. And that would be something fun to do. You know, if I knew a little bit more about it, I mean, I wouldn't mind coming back out here and 
doing like a live feed and like even have a couple people sit with me and we can kind of discuss and then, mm. you know, maybe more explain that way somebody can watch and be like, they can kind of watch some of that stuff as people are playing it and kind of be like, oh, I didn't, I thought this was just like the geek thing, the kid living in his parents' basement, yeah. not seeing sunlight ever. I thought it was like that. And you start some seeing some of the people that get into this and it's like, I would never have expected that this person would be into this kind of stuff. I'm like, it's not, it's not really nowadays is not considered that, mm. that nerd kind of game anymore. No, That's no, I mean, nerds rule the world right now at the end of the day, because some Every, of that's everybody's starting to get into that none stuff. None of it is shunned or frowned upon anymore. No, like you no. To, you, I used to be like, when I even collected Pokemon and when I got back into it, I was like, man, like this is a kid's game. Well, very, even in school, you know, you might yeah. got, that's kind of the reason Why I got, I got peer pressure yeah. to getting out of it because, um, you kind of got looked at that way. But, and it's like nowadays, like in school, it's like if you're not doing it, you're weird. Yeah. And it's like you're looked at weird because of that, because this is like super popular, especially when it's in pop culture, in different shows and movies and things like that. That's why, you know, look at look at back back way back when with comic books and everything like that. That was definitely the nerd kind of hobby to get oh, yeah. into. Oh, yeah. And show me one person that's not into like Marvel or DC or anything oh, yeah. like that with the movies now. I mean, like. Nobody there might be there might be an odd person, but everybody's into that kind of stuff. And that blows up everything else, you know, collectibles, just skyrockets. All those all those people that were collecting comic books that everybody said they were geeks and nerds and all this kind of stuff. Now they have millions of dollars sitting in boxes yeah. Yeah. or on display in their bedroom or whatever. And it's like that's a retirement right there. Oh yeah. Because no matter what you look how you look at it, it's like because not as many people were into it in that specific, um, I don't know, boom or whatever. It, there was there wasn't as much production. Not as many people kept them, or the ones that did didn't keep them in very good condition. They're yeah. in a box in a garage. The cards are warping. Memorabilia is getting damaged over moving a dozen times in your lifetime. Mm -hmm. And uh, all those people that kept them, it's like you know when those people that were kids and they remember that stuff. And like I said, Pokemon is a prime example of this. You're going to tell me that if you have disposable income, I'm talking like insane amounts of money. And there is like literally the last case of Pokemon or whatever. You're not going to try and get that. Oh yeah. Like it's like, Oh, it's a million dollars. I don't care. I want it. Yeah. I want it. And I'm not even, collecting it i want to open these cards and then i want to remember what it felt like 45 50 years ago when i was a kid opening my first pack mm -hmm. and people like nostalgia is more of just an emotion in the moment it's not really a lingering thing but some people like that's huge like to fire up your old game boy color with you know and you hear that ding yeah you know and then you see the pokemon go across and it's like like, this is a horrible game nowadays in, you know, the standards, but, you know, you just remember. It's because it was a simpler time, and it's like, I'm, I had, I remember, like, having fun as a kid doing this kind of stuff. Going and sitting at lunchtime, trading cards and all that stuff. And uh, to go back a little further, I don't know if maybe you remember them, um, but since I was in Canada, it was huge up there. Pogs. Oh, no. Do you remember Pogs? The little cardboard bottle caps, and you had, like, smashers. I mean, some people that might end up listening or watching this, it was, like I said, it was really big up in Canada. But if you look them up, you might remember it. Like I said, this was definitely a, I guess, more of a 80s, definitely 90s 
thing. It'd be there'd be things on it like characters from like cartoons, shows, I think sports stuff. There's a lot of different stuff. And it's you know, you basically take your slammer and like it's that you plan for keeps and stuff like that. Same type of principle. It was just something completely random. And they're like I said, it's a little bit older. So you definitely I think you need to be at least into your thirties a fair amount to remember a lot of the stuff. And it was it was kind of like kind of niche. So it wasn't like everybody was into it. Mm. And like I said, it was definitely north of the border kind of thing that was a lot bigger up there than it was down here. But anyways, so um I guess maybe get into since I know we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, how you uh, were bringing up that table the first time we met up here. Um I know I've been hearing a lot more about it over the last couple of months, the what is it, Warhammer 40,000. Like, yeah. tell me a little bit about that because it's kind of similar to like Dungeons and Dragons a little bit, isn't it? As far as the tabletop aspect of it, yes. <clears throat> and the figurines and models, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it definitely, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, you can get by without a model or anything. You could use like a, like a, like a die or something for that. Right. Um, but with uh, 40K. <laughs> It's uh, it's kind of a monopolized kind of brand in a way because it's Games Workshop. They're the ones that offer it. It's their whole game, and if yep. you want it, you got to get it through them. Right. You can 3D print some of your own stuff, but to be tournament legal, I think the percentage of the model has to be like at least 30% their original stuff. Right. Hard to keep track of, but yeah, depending on where you're at, they might be strict about that. Right. But um, yeah. It's um I'm still trying to just break ground on learning it more and more because that is a I think if I, even if I spent a hundred percent of my time trying to learn that game I would not I would not get as far enough to know pretty everything. in pretty in depth yeah it's um but yeah basically um you're starting off with armies or battle squads you know smaller version and you're competing with people on an actual landscape. And you have movement where the people are out there, they're using tape measures based off of what they roll, how far they can move with their units. And then they're rolling a bunch of dice for, all right, this is how many, you know, attacks are coming out. This is how many of them are landing. And there's so many rules for every different model for its style. Right. And so in order to, yeah, somebody's going to have to know, know what they're doing with that kind of stuff. So they're definitely more of a, I guess we'll call it advanced game, but it's something that, you know, somebody obviously can learn. Yes. And if you're really into something, I mean, you're going to catch on to that kind of stuff a lot faster than something that it's like, eh, it's, you know, you lose interest in it after a while. So it's probably kind of that that market that somebody that's into it is really into it. This And actually, it's, this is a really huge game in this area because of... Um, uh, plug in for another shop actually uh, there's a cataclysm games and uh they're over you know northeast rockford there i think mcchesney park and uh, mm-hmm. they uh they are actually probably one of the biggest suppliers of games workshop stuff uh, so they have huge warhammer tournaments and things like that so um i brought it down here probably kind of because like i'm like a lot of people in like the sterling area or even this area they don't want to do that drive well yeah that's 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 a fair drive when it comes to that and i mean yeah. even even sterling to here is a little bit of a drive but it's not too bad it's not too bad i mean depending on how much of a lead foot you have you might be able to make it in like a half hour or whatever Mm. but it's i mean it's your route too i mean it's a pretty straightforward drive it's not overly complicated and like you said it's not super far to get up that way and it's definitely still a lot closer yes so but uh yeah, so um, I guess going to a little bit of stuff, I've seen you share some stuff. I think you got some posters on the wall. What's that event coming up? Um, Castle Chaos? Oh, yeah. Is that what that Castle is? Castle Chaos. So um, one of my uh, dad's friends, my friends, Andy Carlson, he is hosting a event. It's uh, Castle Chaos. And then uh, they are having a bunch of different sponsors or you know different 
businesses or people that host events like uh, I'm going there I'm going to try to host some events I haven't quite figured out exactly what I want to do but I kind of want to do a Dungeons and Dragons one shot where that basically is like hey a single night campaign you start off at a certain level and your character is already pre-made so it's easy just to get into to learn or if you already know you just pop in it's a one night thing and I've got a buddy actually one of the dungeon masters I was talking about he uh, said he's going to come down and help out with that. So he's going to run that. And he is so good, especially with new players. He was the one that taught me how to, you know, well, I originally built a character of someone else, but kind of along the lines, I learned more and more through him. Yeah. I, I don't think I could have been luckier to find someone else to help me learn the game and get into it. But uh, he's coming in for that. I'm going to try to do a Pokemon event, maybe a learn to play or a tournament, but I'm probably leaning more towards a learn to play just to, because I'm not sure how the community is for it quite around here yet. Well, see, like, I'll be honest with the way that stuff's changed with Pokemon over the last several years. Like, even though I played it when I was younger, I know everything is just completely different than it was it was a lot more simple back then i mean i'm not saying it's complicated now but even somebody that used to play that might want to get into it especially people my age that might have kids that are starting to get more into pokemon now it might actually be a good thing to kind of take your kids with and do it together it's a like a little family event and i don't think you're going to be hey come and learn to play you're going to get charged 20 dollars at the door to get in and do that kind of stuff and you know you can check the store out when you come and you know, you're probably going to end up buying some stuff because your kid's going to be bugging you about it. But yeah. it's like, at the end of the day, I mean, teach your kids to, you know, if you're playing with the cards, you know, protect them and keep them, yeah. you know. I mean, I remember the whole binder thing, but I also remember having stacks of cards just like oh, thrown yeah. in like yeah. a cardboard shoebox or something like that. And uh, you look at that stuff now and it's like, uh, I probably shouldn't have been doing that. But I mean, I got, you know, I was like, a playing them a little bit more i actually put them in like the sleeves even the ones that i was playing with i mean i obviously made the made yeah. the pack like three times thicker and when you're a kid trying to shuffle that usually had to break it into two two uh stacks just to be able to handle the shuffling of it you do have to actually like put them in sleeves now because oh, oh yeah they get marked and you're shuffling you know what like, yeah you know, that no. makes sense and you know what that probably did happen a lot when oh, yeah. i was younger kind of thing it's kind of like when you're a kid and you like figure out oh i'll just bend the tip of this card so i know which one it is yeah, oh i shuffled that right on top of the deck oh look at that right Easy. and well especially even if you get uh um cards that are um uh, I don't know. Are you able to use like Japanese cards in the same as English or how does that work? Um, I think it matters on the tournament as far as like sanks or not. I don't think anybody like here when we're playing games, if somebody has a foreign card, if they can pull up the description of it or we're like, all right, you, right. Cool. Well, cause I was wondering, cause obviously the Japanese version of each series, mm. um, each line of cards is going to be coming out before the English dub version. Yeah, so, you know, there might be some cards people, some people want to use, but I think, Overall, I think the rules for the most part are still um, is still the same. same. Yeah. Like it's still what sixty cards. You draw seven at the beginning. Yep. Six, well, up to six prize cards. I know that that's probably depends, but the standard is is six because I know if you want to do a quicker game, you could do like a, a two, three, or four or whatever. Obviously, we were talking about that with some of the what would it be like the V Max cards or whatever. They're worth more prize cards with a knockout and stuff like that. So I know there's more of more of that kind of stuff. Depends but on deck size, too. Usually you want to average one prize card for every 10 cards in your deck. So that's why it's like six. Okay, yeah. Six. Well, I remember years ago, um, and it's funny because I was actually going through stuff, um, boxes at my parents' house, and I came across a VHS tape of the Learn to Play Pokemon 
VHS. So I'm talking this thing came out out of 23, 24 years ago. Like this thing was old. Like it was in perfect condition too. I don't know what I did with it now. But it made me think. I'm like, I remember starting and I got that that starter pack or starter deck or whatever the oh, one yeah. that you could split into two 30 card decks so you can play with a friend to learn to play kind of yeah, thing two player starter one I actually right had yeah one of those, i don't remember what, what was it who was in that deck i don't even remember now it was it was kind of balanced it wasn't like a crazy but it was one and see when i was younger like i, I liked getting some of those like pre-made decks for yes. certain cards and it was great if you're trying to get energy cards a lot because of cards are exclusive to those pre-made decks too. sometimes yeah too and um I used to use those to get the um, get a bulk of a deck, you know, energies or whatever, and then take out cards and build around it. Like I had this placemat that would actually help you build your own deck and say, okay, it suggests to use this many energy cards, trainers, nice. you know, yeah. basic evolution and all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, a lot of times you'd go with like a, a, a four, three, two mm. for your evolution. You'd have four of the basic three of the evolved second or the first stage and then the second stage you'd have two of mm. um but like i was telling you a little bit about i got really into it when they came out with like the rocket packs and stuff like that and i had a whole water deck around like dark blastoise and stuff like that and it was really good oh yeah there, um there's a lot more metas now too yeah well god yeah i'm sure with that kind of stuff but like back then it was it was a lot more simple because there wasn't yeah. there was 151 like Pokemon. Said, it was that one adult guy though that has this you know, expensive. He deck. went and bought these rare cards. He's got Smacks. like a he's got like a fifteen hundred dollar yeah. deck that he went and just bought cards with, you know. And it, it, it is definitely a lot different now, especially because I remember when I was slowly starting to get out of it. That's I think when that's when they started coming out with the dark and the steel type mm -hmm. like energy cards. I think they played with the like the double Carlos at the time, didn't they? You only had like four in your deck. So I don't know what it is now, but I thought that it was something like that in the beginning where you were only allowed to have so many of those. But it was a lot less common for cards to require them. And usually it was only like one here or one there. So it might be a lot different now that they got fairy and all uh, the other stuff in now, too. So I think um, also one thing that I was learning when I was, just, you know, I didn't learn how to play Pokemon other than like, I think the beginning of last year, I always just collected and collected it. And um, so I started playing that. And I, ne I always never thought that the items and all the trainer cards were that important. Mm -hmm. Probably the most important part of your deck, honestly. Well, especially yeah. with them. And we were talking a little bit about the whole Chansey strategy. And I said, mm -hmm. I mentioned about the Alakazam, uh, the power that Pokemon power, or whatever they had, that you could transfer damage counters. Yeah. And That's just good. transfer them onto your Chansey and just. You'd have like three yeah. or four of them on your bench and you could just outlast everybody. Mm -hmm. And that's where the whole gust of wind would come in handy because then when it get, when the chance it gets close, you pull the gust of wind, knock it out real quick, counts as a prize card. Yep. I mean, that was about the only counter to those certain packs because it was, super, like I said, there was that one 40-some-odd-year-old guy playing with yep. Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, and Scyther, and Kangaskhan just wrecking kids that's before <laughs> they can get from a Squirtle to a War Turtle kind of thing. It was... It was bad. Like, I can't believe that I, kid would end up playing I do have that, to but. pride my community on that as well, because that is actually an issue you'll have at some shops where, like, somebody new wants to play, and an experienced person with a really good deck, they'll come in and just smack them right off the right. bat. And you're going to be like, I'm way for, I'm behind the curve. I don't want to play this anymore. Right. Or it's like, oh, what kind of deck you got? Water? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to use grass and electric. Yeah. 
and they won't tell you that. That's it's like, no, it. how about you do the opposite? How about you do water? Yeah. How or how about you do a fire or whatever? Give it a slight edge. And sometimes it doesn't even necessarily mean anything because, like I said, there is, it seems like there is a heck of a lot more when it comes to the different um, aspects on how things are treated, weaknesses and resistance. Because yeah. I don't think it's like it used to be, isn't it? No, it's still. Because it's like a, like a weakness would be like, was it times two and then a resistance would be minus 30? Uh, it's a little different now, depends isn't on it? the card, but typically, yeah, like that. Sometimes it'll be like, oh, just, you know, it'll be a weakness where it'll be like, oh, minus 20 or something. Like right, that. yeah. It, like I said, it's a little different because back then it was straight across the board. It was, yeah. you know, it was either a weakness now or resistance or whatever, you know. It'll say it in the bottom now. Exactly. Right, yeah. So there's definitely a little bit more in depth when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, and that just gets into the cards. It doesn't even get into the, like the actual, you know, games no, obviously yeah. I haven't kept up with that kind of stuff because there's a lot of different stuff even the game is a whole different thing exactly oh, well because I don't really think they've different. remade another game a TCG game like the Pokemon trading card game that they made this I think this was between generation one and two so this would have been super early 2000 mm. um, and it was essentially just Pokemon you're just playing Pokemon cards. Same idea. Had eight gyms, and I liked it. But then I think it might have been translation or what. <clears throat> but some of the mechanics in the game, it, like they still went. All the cards were exactly the same. They had a few cards that were only in the actual Game Boy game, but there were some that, <clears throat> excuse me, that would give you, like for example, the whole uh, Alakazam thing or whatever. I think it is actually only one damage counter per turn. But for some reason in that game, you could do it unlimited times. So if you had an Alakazam out, you could constantly take all the damage counters and put them on a Chansey. Mm. Or um, what's another one? I think... Uh, it does operate a little bit different, yeah. I think, uh, what, Venusaur, I think you can move around energy, grass energies as much as you want, but I think it's only supposed to be one per that's, turn. That's that, the other thing. That, those are things that end up breaking the game, the game. You don't need the energies in the video game. You just all right. Your moves ready to go. Right. It's just a completely different aspect, but that yeah. goes that goes with any of the games. Pretty like similar. That. You know, you still you still have like power points or whatever, so you can only use that attack so many times, kind of thing. They, so they have uh, also now with the games, it is like so in depth. Like people are like, okay, if I have to spend this amount of time with this Pokemon and get it to this personality, like as oh, it got trait Gen two is when they started points. introducing that, especially when it was the they introduced the in-game clock with the yeah. day and night like. On Brian and Espy oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. like that. I could never get it to work, but I think it had to do with like the whole friendship stuff. And also, I just how you name the Pokemon. Like oh sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah, you have sometimes to name it a certain name, right? And then yep. it'll evolve into what you want, right? Um, I think Pokemon Go had that, didn't they? Pokemon like the Go first time you evolved it, you could only do it once per line or something like that. Yeah, so he just wanted to save it for it. Um. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I got pretty heavy into that for a bit too. I did too, and then it's on my phone, but I like never pull. I haven't really pulled it up in like I two gotta, years. I think I pulled it up a couple months ago, and one of my friends was pulling it up. I'm like, you can take all this stuff if you want. I don't use it. I had like, I had some really good stuff in there, especially some like really rare like shinies and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, take we it. have some people that come in here and they don't even <clears> like. I've had guys at my old shop and this one that do not play Pokemon at all. Mm -hmm. They play Pogo, and like every event that they have, they're just going out there and they're just going after it and i i tried to do that like i tried to make it like a mission for me because it was really it. big when it first came out like that was, was back still. when people actually went out and walked and stuff like i remember down at the riverfront oh yeah there would be so many people like at first before i realized the game was out i'm like 
what the hell is going on over there? There'd be hundreds of people walking around the riverfront because there was a ton of buy those lures so people would come to their pokey stop because they're like, hey, they got a lure going on over there. Like I remember specifically, uh, I forget the name of the place, but the chicken place in Dixon. Yeah. Um, is it B BBY BBY, BBY yeah. chicken? Yep. They would do it, and every time I went down there, that lure was going. I'm like, dang, what a good advertisement right there. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was a crazy spot. I remember there was a lot of stuff when that game first came out. Like there'd be some reason like somebody might be like right next to like a a like a a gym or something like that and they'd have people parked outside of their house and oh, stuff yeah. and people were getting mad oh, didn't yeah. somebody like somebody was doing it and they like walked off like a cliff by a beach or something i think they got hurt they nothing major but i thought i seen something about that they were looking at their phone not paying attention and then they walked off a cliff or something like that Jeez. <laughs> yeah. dang and i didn't yeah, hear about that one i remember there was a lot of crazy stories i've seen uh i've seen this one guy it, it might actually be in Japan or something like that. He like rides around on a bicycle. He's got like 30 phones on these <laughs> mounts, you know, and it's playing. I'm like, Oh my God, somebody's crazy into it. One of my I buddies, mean, that money, st- that game still makes so much money, even though people don't really play it anymore. I think, but. I think uh, recently, I think in this, uh, maybe last year, I think they just got over like a billion dollars or something. Right. And like, just because all their stuff is like rise rate profit there. They didn't spend money on it other than developing it. Right, and even that, I mean, you already have like 3D models. You're you have 80% of the game already ready. Yeah. I mean, and there's not much cuz I think there's other games that use the same type of mechanics. I think there's like a Harry Potter one or something like that that oh. uses the same location on certain things. There's other games that you yeah. know use the same type of uh I don't know if you'd call it engine or whatnot. Um but that's the kind of stuff that they do. Mm. So and yeah, I'm one of my buddies actually plays Pogo and he rides around on like a forklift all day. Mm-hmm. So his, you know, you get, you get stuff for just walking. Oh around. yeah, yeah, yeah. And they actually you can buy, like I have one, it's a little wristband with a little Pokeball yep. with yep. light. Yep. You just click it. And it'll it'll, it'll catch them or whatever. You yeah. have to look. It'll be like, hey, something's nearby. It'll vibrate. You click it and just keep on going with your day. Yeah. It's crazy that, that yeah. Well, somebody, somebody had a good idea. Cause I remember when that came out, cause it was, I think when they first launched, it was more of they were trying to push for like a virtual reality kind of thing where it's not like I I think you you still you still can use it. But I think in the original, it defaulted to like if I was looking at this, I could see like grass and all that. Right. And then you'd see the, you know, the animated Pokemon or whatever on the screen with it. So you could see exactly they still whatever. And I think that was kind of weird. And I remember in the beginning, some some people were putting it in weird positions or whatever oh. so i mean obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 so, yeah <laughs> so there was a lot of that kind of stuff so um i guess we'll kind of dig into um over the next couple of weeks uh is there any events or anything that you got coming up that you kind of want to yes. get out there um i haven't set the exact date and time but um march the machine for magic um, I'm not WPN yet. Um, they have my application. They should be approving it soon. So I don't get my stuff a week early, but I will for the next sets. So I'm getting mine. They said they're shipping it out Tuesday. So I'm thinking this next week, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, do some drafts, do some pre, you know, some type of events for that. And uh, I'm going to get those posted on my Facebook and everything and my discord, of course, which okay. actually both ways. If you directly message me is a great way of getting a hold of me. Right. And, uh, because I'm a small shop also, I'm not going to have everything on hand. So if people are like, hey, can you get this? I'm like, yeah, you just got to let me know and I can slap it on an order. That doesn't hurt for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing a lot of events for March the Machine coming out. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, definitely 
Uh, you guys want to check them out. And uh, like I said, it's right here at Conover Square. What's the actual address right here? I know it's it's kind of like right off the kind of right off 64, I guess, right there, uh, downtown Oregon. But what's the actual address? I know there's a couple of doors up front. So it's a uh, 201 North Third Street. Um, technically, I'm Suite 24, but realistically, that's just my mailbox down there. Oh, OK. Yeah, OK. I'm on the second floor. So yep. you can't miss it. Just follow the pianos and you'll <laughs> it'll uh, you'll get led right to the door. It's got a big blue sign uh, right there above the door and you guys can check them out here. Um, Store's looking pretty good. It's got a ton of cards, ton of merchandise. It looks like you even got some binders over there, down there on the wall. Can't keep um, up with that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> not. Yeah. Uh, I assume you probably got sleeves and everything, too, then, oh, for yeah. the car. That's definitely a must, because that's probably something you go through pretty quick. I mean, if somebody buys a couple packs of cards, they're, you're going to need a... You're going to need a package of you sleeves buy, and yeah. stuff like that to keep those protected, because you never know. I mean... And you buy a pre-made deck you're going to compete with. You want well, yeah, and that's yeah. sixty alone right there that mm-hmm. you're going to have to you're going to have to sleeve. I don't know. Do you just carry like clear sleeves? Well, no. I guess if All they're colors, gonna be, yeah. I was going to say it would have to be like the back would have to be solid or whatever you for that. Do clear sleeves. I mean, if it's not a damaged card, it's no big deal. Right. Um, but yeah, typically uh, there's there's matte colored ones where it's kind of like you know blurry in the back but clear in the front. Right. But then there's yeah all sorts of colors and right now. Uh, I'm probably on my next restock. I'm going to try to get a lot more colors in, but I tried buying cases. That way I can have the display box to put them in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep, yeah, yeah, get the stuff that you need. I'm sure that if there were specific things that somebody's looking for, I'm sure you could probably hook somebody up and yeah. get with your suppliers to get whatever is needed. But it seems like you, you're keeping up pretty well up to date with all the new stuff coming out. I, um, yeah. I mean, you got a lot of different stuff. Looks like here uh, for Pokemon. I mean, you got you got crates, you got boxes and you said there's there's what 36 packs in a box in a that? box those are the right. ones up there um up there and then um for right now i would say if like for any of the pokemon fans uh scarlet and violet just came out and that's the beginning of an entirely new series so it's like you know they had sun and moon sword and shield now it's scarlet and violet and then mm-hmm. we have you know each set after that but it's all part of this big series this is the base set of it so those came out and i still have a lot of that and I have these booster bundle boxes right here, and those are six packs, and they're for like twenty dollars. Typically, those packs are going from like four I to say five that, bucks. You said there's six packs in there? Yeah, it's really, really cheap. I keep. I'm gonna also. That's I, that's pretty cheap for six packs. I'm gonna keep my margin super small, and just because a lot of people like say the younger kids and working part time or something, they can't really afford too much. And right. I afford this job from my. I mean, not this job. This place from my main job. It's kind of more like a hobby and stuff yeah, like that. I mean, the good stuff will come, you know, it's, yeah. it, it is bound to happen. And then it's good that you're, you know, you're staying at least pretty competitive. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty sure they go to the stores. They cost more than that. I've seen oh, yeah. some of the price tags on like retail stuff a lot like, higher uh, than that. This uh, new box right here, this is Scarlet and Violet Elite Trainer Box that I have it at $32. I mean, no, $36 and recommended MSRP from the distributor was 50 Right. I'm I'm gonna keep my stuff as cheap as I can. Right. As so. long as yeah, as long as you're able to. So it's not like you're trying to like double up your profits or anything like that. No. And to be honest, I mean if you're keeping below like fair market value MSRP, below. you know, yeah. that's still more than reasonable. There's some places, especially for Pokemon cards, especially lately, because sometimes sometimes those are hard to harder to get or they sell out fast unless oh, yeah. you're you know, you're getting directly from a supplier, you can get online and Sometimes you find these things going for way, way over yeah. that. And obviously, you know, you got a pretty good variety here 
and you go to a lot of stores and you can't even get this kind of variety, especially in this area. You might be able yeah. to occasionally see the register cards. They might have oh, yeah, a the, few packs sitting by it. But even those are yeah. like, what, six, seven, eight bucks that I've seen at the stores around here. Oh, yeah. Because so you can come in here and get six packs for basically the cost of like two, two and a yeah. half packs. And that's because they can. They just, a lot of places, they're like, yeah, it's going to be something somebody. You, you get your, you get your kid. Oh, mom, yeah. can I, can I get a pack of cards? Okay, fine. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that, that's what they're sitting right there for. But at least if you come in here, you got a little bit more variety when it comes to this stuff. And like I said, it's not just the Pokemon cards here. Now you've got a ton of different. Magic, right. Yu-Gi-Oh, yep. D&D, Warhammer. Yep. And that's it. up, up against yeah. the wall there. I guess we should have got a little bit better of a view here. But you can kind of see in the video there a little bit more of the uh, of the store here. There's a lot more to it. He's got uh, some tables here set up. That he's gonna do. Uh, you got some more different oh, yeah, things coming up here. Uh, so that'll be that'll be pretty cool. So definitely things that you guys are gonna want to check out here. Um, as soon as you guys get a chance, yeah. I know your hours are not exactly set per se. You're trying to be out here as much as you possibly can. That's why you yeah. definitely want to follow his Facebook page. And uh, he po you post on there all the time, stuff that you knew have coming in, uh, events coming up, uh, when you will be open. Uh, you are going to leave the door open today, right? With, yeah. uh, probably after we're done with this, you'll... I'm going to be open probably till pretty late today because we have t uh, two events going on. We have uh, we have regular commander, so people are going to come and play their commander decks against each other. Yep. And then we have competitive commander, which is like, those are like games where you're like, you're, we're getting two, three turns in and someone's winning. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> right. And then, uh, yeah, but most days after work, because my main job is my thing and uh so i post right when i right when i get off and i'm like hey i'm looking at being here around this time so i try to keep people updated because right and i know varied. and you know at the same time too this is not something you're doing full time as far as that goes so no. that's how you're able to keep these prices lower you know if this was what you were your sole source of income you'd obviously be more oh. of that msrp because you'd have to be for that you know this, you're, yeah. this is kind of just like helping people get into it and giving somebody especially those younger people or the people that aren't into the whole bar scene kind of thing you know yeah. so they, they want to you know socialize and like you were saying yeah. you have some people that might come out that aren't aren't really social but you get them into this atmosphere and they just kind of come out of their shell oh. they're more comfortable they're with people that are doing the same type of things that they're interested in so you know and that's great for people they're not stuck at home doing nothing because they're in a small town it's like okay you want to do something like this well you're gonna have to drive two hours exactly. to go to the nearest yeah. one you know you got to deal with Some traffic you gotta do have cars too well yeah, you know and yeah, that's exactly it and i mean it's not i mean you're in a pretty good location obviously this is a relatively small town but you'd be surprised you'll find people you know and like you said even if you don't have a car you never know you meet somebody here it's like oh sure i'll pick you up on the way here or whatever especially if it's raining or snowing it's in may you know you never know so <laughs> it's also pretty cool here too because uh hector's is closed right now but hector's cocina downstairs they got pretty good food oh like, no I i've, I've had them i've had them <laughs> i've had them they yeah so when they come back up here i'm like all right you want to come and have a place to game and i have all the tables for it and you're like oh i'm hungry literally just a one minute walk <laughs> to exactly exactly it's perfect and like i said i was talking to you and like they need to do some kind of event like i'd love to come out here and mm. have some kind of like big weekend or whatever because there's just walking through here there's mm. so much stuff in here oh, they, i could not so believe it like things. they have something similar in sterling like uh, i can't think it's an antique play whatever there's like, like mm. three or four floors and then a basement just like vendors come in and they have like these setups or whatever it's kind of similar to something like this um there's not really much in the way of like in-person 
kind of shops more of like people have displays in different rooms and stuff like that but it's kind of the same principle on here yeah, it's kind but of, yeah it's perfect i mean you could probably come in here and spend a good amount of your day i mean you can oh yeah come in you know in the morning do whatever check out some shops some other uh, vendors that are here in the building and then you can go get some lunch come up here you know boost up your decks that you got ready yeah. to go check out the games and uh, you, you i mean i think tournaments and stuff like that is definitely so, a must and especially right. if you got stuff coming up i mean you find uh you know maybe even some sponsors do giveaways and stuff like that and that I, would be awesome i actually forgot to mention this um so for to do actual sanctioned events, I have uh, I just got approved from Pokemon. They did my background check and I got cleared for that. So now I'm able to do sanctioned events for that. So I'm going to try to get on top of that. That would be cool. We're, we're getting promo packs. Like they'll send you free stuff that I can just give out as like prizing. Right. We're just showing up like entry things. Right. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! I just got approved for official store status on that. So I can hold events with that. We actually have a surprisingly large group of that. It's a little bit smaller than... Uh, the other two communities, but yep. the group that I have come in is a decent amount of people. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be doing that. And then uh, Magic, it's, I'm, I can't see it being any much longer, but I should be WPN status for that. So I can start doing sanctioned events for that too. And the more events, the more people I've come, the more that all those different companies are like, all right, we're going to assign you more allocated stuff. Right. That other stores, you know. And that's just more cool stuff and that kind of gets your outreach and then you can get more people involved in it. And I mean, for sure, if you're going to start, if you're going to do a Pokemon event, I'd love to come out here for that and do okay. something like this. Do like a live stream, have, you know, that would be a cool. camera on yeah. each table and kind of thing. And even if it's going to be like a tournament kind of thing, maybe even have something special for like the main event championship table yeah. or something like that and get like get another person DJ on lights out, right? <laughs> yeah, right. no don't doing not doing that anymore but no that would be that would be pretty cool and uh i think you could probably draw a lot of people a lot of people in for that and like i said maybe see about getting like a couple of sponsors kind of get more outreach and you know because i know you said the learn to play that you did uh what was that thursday or was that last night okay yeah. um yeah i mean i know it was a relatively small group but you know especially if there's like prizes, like an actual event kind of thing. And it's not something that's like on a Wednesday afternoon or something like that. Something that's more of a weekend kind of thing that more people are able to attend kind of thing um, is probably a good idea. And, you know, summertime's coming up around the corner, you know, and might be more kids looking for stuff to do. And even if it's like, and you could do some type of league or something like that. You do kind of thing, start bringing more people in. You might end up needing more than two tables here. You oh, know, you never know. I've got, I could probably see if you face off this room. And I, oh, I'm afraid to mention, I have the playroom over there too. Right. You okay. know about that. Yep. Yep. I saw that. Yeah. I haven't checked it out since you've been mm. getting stuff more. You still have that war ta- or, or hammer table sitting on its side up there. So, oh, yeah. You haven't seen the new Dungeons and Dragons table. Either. No, I'll, ha- I'll have to go check that out for sure. Um, and like I said, well, I, I think we'll have to maybe do this again. Uh, I know we, I was having some issue with the software here. That's why we're just going straight to Facebook Live instead of through some recording software. So it's not quite to the level that I wanted it, but we could set up a little bit better. And uh, I don't know, maybe I'll try and get some type of recording of a, like a virtual tour, and then I can kind of throw that into the, cool. uh, to the yeah. video feed and share that with everybody too. But I will uh, definitely link, the, uh, link your page here in the comments so everybody can check it out. It is tagged there at the top of the post. So people can just click on that and get right to your page. And that's the best way to keep updated with what you got going on. I don't know. Uh, have you done uh, 
Twitter or Instagram or anything for the store that you started doing anything with yet? I haven't done that yet. Okay. Uh, Everybody kind of... That's more of an outreach thing. It's not as big in smaller areas, but it doesn't hurt. It just depends. I mean... I also don't want to just blow people up also with like, hey, here's the same post on six different platforms. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it does get kind of like crazy. I mean, you know, you can keep local. That would be more of a national kind of thing to be doing shipping and stuff like that but yeah for sure facebook's a great way to do that um i mean i hate to say but even even tiktok even tiktok doesn't doesn't hurt to do that kind of stuff i haven't done stuff oh yeah yeah don't don't you you uh you're like oh i'll just watch this for a couple minutes and it's like 11 30 at night it's like oh i should probably get to bed after watching 3700 10 second video clips well, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a part of the crew, part of for uh, the iFunny group. So I watched that. Right. That's my version that goes where I'm like, all right, whoa, I got to slow down here. Right. But yeah, um, yeah, for that, I definitely need to get, I wanted to get more involved with that, but kind of getting a lot of the uh, the base stuff figured out right here. Um, my uh, website, I just changed to a uh, different um, design group of it where it's going to include all of my singles on it instead of okay. a sealed product. So it's uh they're going through that where they're editing that and then i can actually start listing all of my okay okay so yeah like even if you can't just make it to the store or whatever you can kind of get everything that a customer wants all bundled together and sound sent out if need be um i think do you just have messaging through the facebook page or do you have a number established with Um, that if somebody's calling needs to call and check and say hey do you have this or this in stock i know you're pretty good about posting it's like hey just got a shipment of this new line in it's all available ready at the store Mm -hmm. I'm sure some stuff might end up going faster than other things. So oh, yeah. you definitely want to stay on top of that. Cause if you only get so many boxes, you know, it could go pretty quick. Yes. So the, oh, the, the faster you get in, the the better it's going to be. Um, the guys I, here take the stuff like as soon as it gets here, I've had it where I like, I haven't even had time to post it and, and it's gone. Somebody yeah. is, they know it's going to be coming. And yeah, I gotta be waiting. And he's like, I'll buy that whole thing. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you definitely want to get here early. Um, I don't know if you got somebody that's wanting to get something, they might not be able to get in the same day. Um, are you able to take like payments yeah. through a process? Okay. So you could do that. Somebody could just yeah. pick it up later on or do something. Pre-order and if I can get it, which a lot of stuff I can, especially okay. newer stuff, right. yeah, you just got to let me know and I can slap it onto any order. It doesn't okay. take me much effort. No, that, 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 that's awesome. That gives everybody a little bit more of an option when it comes to that stuff. So, I think we're kind of wrapping up to the end of the show here. So I guess we might be able to end it here. You gave yeah. me a couple of packs here. It's been uh, been a long while. It looks like 10 cards. I feel like, wasn't there 11 uh, in the original packs? I don't know if it's different per base set. This comes with a trainer <clears throat> card, too. I mean, not a trainer card. It comes with a uh, code card. So it's like... Oh, are they counting that? As, oh, uh, no, are they counting that as 11? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But 10 <clears throat> additional game cards. So actual game cards, you have 10. All right, so you got Scarlet and Violet base set. Obviously, it's been I've been way removed for that kind of stuff. So for this one, they actually changed a lot of it. They mm-hmm. uh, changed the borders back uh, to not back from the yellow to a silver border, so it pops a lot more. And the hmm. holographics are way different. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more they can do than they used to be able to do back way back when, when it was literally just holographic yeah. center card or whatever. So. Man, it's been a while. Let me it's tell you. you me, I, yeah, it might start something here. <laughs> that, uh... Don't worry. I, I actually, you may not believe this, but sometimes I will have people that come in. I'm like, hey, man, you should probably not get as many facts as you're trying to do. So don't <laughs> worry. I'll try to limit my people. <laughs> 
Get what you get here. If you pull yeah. something ridiculous on the first one, I'm like, hey, man, you're going to have to keep pulling cards. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep you opening the packs here. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to have to remind me here because, um, what is it, three from the front, three um, from the no, back? the new one, I think. Uh, I don't even. Like, let me see the new one. It's. Actually, just one to the front. Because I know that there's different everything. ones, different packs go. Is your you can actually go in order now, right off the bat, because your last card is the basic energy. You could flip it to the front. Oh, okay, that makes but, sense. But yeah. Because right I know like it was like three, and then I think there was another one that was like one or two, there and there was one that was like five four, or something. Yeah. yeah, something like that. But these are it's in, because they actually started paying attention to how many people are opening it. They have it yeah. start off for you can go front to back, and I'll be in order. And that's probably purposely yeah, for the people that exactly. just sit there for hours opening packs on like a live stream kind of thing. So, And then this right here, actually, for those of you that don't know, uh, this is a, a Pokemon Live card. So mm -hmm. it gives you a code and it'll give you a pack on the actual app. And it's yeah, really nice. Because I'm going to see if I can focus it in on the... Mm -hmm. on if, the feed here. If you're trying to learn how to play the game, that is how I learned. Is I went online. I don't know how well it's going to focus, but we'll put these on the stream there. Mm. Anybody's welcome to it if you can yeah, possibly read it. <laughs> if you can possibly read it here. I so. used to do openings, and I had guys comment like, "Hey, is there a chance you could, you know, send me your code cards before you put them in the video?" I'm like, "No, man, it's first come, first serve." Well, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Gives everybody a chance yeah. to see if they can uh, they can put it in before the before the next person there. Yeah, so. beat them to it, man. <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. I don't know how well this is going to show up in the camera. Let's see. Obviously, the best. Electric energy right <laughs> off the top. Oh yeah, there we I, go. I can't even tell you half <laughs> the pronunciations of some of these here. I'm assuming that's not a great one though. Here, I'll let, I'll give these to you and then All you right. can read them off because I ain't gonna be able Tandem to pronounce. Mouse. Yeah. There you go. This one I can read. Poke gear. Do a lot of 3. Two of them. Tandem mouse. Jesus, yeah. that it's so basic. Like I feel after the first and second gen, it's like. There was original stuff, but it's not like in the in the original. That's probably some nostalgia. Of this reach and some of it's like, all right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like you up. know, you got like a washing machine and a lawnmower, <laughs> and there's there's keys now, isn't there? There's like Lefty. a key. Yeah, it's like <laughs> there's there's actually a joke about that that I'll have to tell you once this ends. But there's a joke about the artist that does all those ones where people are like, what is up with these Pokemon? Right. But I'll tell you after. <laughs> right. Okay. So we got Pokegear 3.0. Floet, I'm assuming that one, right yep. there. A lot of people do like the uh, psychic types because they have a lot of stuff where it's just like, hey, I'm going to ruin your day and there's not much you can do about right, it. Right, right. Well, in Gen small. 1 in the game, it was super overpowered because the special the att special attack and defense were all Poison. in one category. Analysis. So it was, yeah. and there was, Sleep. well, the only counter to it was bug type and ghost type. Well, the strongest bug type was like a 15 base power, so it did nothing. And there was really no ghost attacks. Mm. And the only ghost Pokemon you had in there were also poison type. So Psychic just destroyed. Like it was, that's why Mewtwo was so freaking strong. Oh, but yeah. you could even get like a, like a drowsy or something and just wreck people because the way that the stats and everything were formed on that. Okay, we got Palmy, right? Palmy? Palmy? Oh, uh, yeah, Palmy. And then a rock chest plate. Um, yeah, once again, your trainers are going to be very important if you uh, play the game. There wasn't much in the way of selection in the first couple of base sets, but yeah. some of them were pretty useful. Obviously, the most yeah. memorable one is like Professor Oak or Bill. Yeah. Draw a card and switch Pokemon. Those are the ones that I've noticed that pick up where you're like, oh, that thing's about to die. Switch. Now I don't have to give up a prize card. Right. Yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, switch, especially for ones that took 
took like four or five yeah. like you know retreat costs or whatever like a snorlax or those bigger ones that would cost more uh we got a sea titan this one i remember flaffy i remember amphros that was like one of my gen two like just destroyed everything like gen one yeah. like most people figured out nido king that you could have before the second gym was just insanely overpowered that's usually what speedrunners do in that and I'm, the this, art for this is beautiful too like it's yeah some of them are kind of odd they do but then some styles. of them are really cool yeah yeah that's cool you have like watercolor you have pastel you have like it looks like this knitted or different styles of animation it's really cool because each illustrator has their own like style and they're right like, yeah throw that on there and then we got a was that lechonk a reverse Lechonk. hollow yeah and then a Saviper. That's a reverse. So that, is that part of that then? They do the reverse hollows that are always the same? instead of two. Well, I didn't three, even see this. Three hollows. Oh, I was going to say, because the circle is, is common yeah, still, isn't sorry, it? And then hollows, sorry. Three okay, hollows. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Magnazone EX. That's probably a relatively good card, I would assume, not right? Not bad. Not a bad pull. That's not bad. Not I a mean... bad pull. <laughs> All right. Yeah, actually. <laughs> So this is one of the regular kind of EXs. So it's, once you can see it, see it says uh, 65 out of 198. Right. So when it's inside those numbers, it's like, all right, it's part of the standard set. Sometimes you'll get like something that's 199 out of 198. Those are called secret rares. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Are, well, do these ones have, there was something with like a whole ditto card, right? And there's like a piece that you could Pokemon peel off. Go, actually, yeah, Pokemon Go right there. You'll pull up a card and it'll have a little ditto emblem on it. And right, because I seen somebody, they, they didn't know and they had it for months before they knew that that was a thing and they yeah. went and pulled it off and they had like a super rare card or something underneath yeah. of that ditto. It's not worth all that much, uh, but you, uh, yeah, you peel, you could tell on the, the, on the art on it, you're like, whoa, something's wrong with that thing's eyes because it's ditto. Right. Eyes stay the oh, same. Oh, so okay. Yeah. And then you peel off a sticker and it shows the regular ditto card. Nice. Nice. All right. Round two. Yeah, round two. You already yeah. had one good pull. Yeah, uh -oh. there we go. <laughs> Luck won't last, right? No. <laughs> and you said the energy card was right there in the now, back. Another thing that this is like, this doesn't happen very often uh, with opening boxes, but for some reason at my shop, a lot of the guys what they've spent on boxes, they've gotten more value in cards than what they spent. That doesn't happen too often. But for some no, reason, no. Occasionally, occasionally it can happen. So, like I said, well, like I was telling you, out of the, when I was a kid, the first four base packs that I had bought, I had gotten three holographic Blastoise, three out of the four packs. That's probably... That's now, I didn't buy them all at the same time. They were different stores, different mm -hmm. times. But the first four packs that I bought, that's what I got. And I think at the time... The card shop gave me like 15, 15 or twenty dollars like credit for it, so I was able to buy more cards and make because I was actually in a league playing, so I was like buying the packs to to play, you know. So I was, you know, the Blastoise wasn't really useful at the time, obviously. Yeah, if it doesn't match, what yeah. If I would have kept those three, I think Blastoise wasn't like super rare, worth a lot, but that'd still be worth a fair amount if those were cards yeah. were in good condition, especially since they were all holographic. I would say right now, like we're honestly at like probably eighty percent of the boxes that are open here, people get like some good stuff exactly much, but more in value for cards when we look them up. Right, and that's just looking at like the hitters, like not even like some of the bulk, like one dollars and two dollars. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and even that stuff, that kind of stuff can add up. So you said the top one's going to be the this is going to be the energy, energy then. Yep. Okay, so we put that at the front. And you could even just go right from the top to bottom because then you just know your last one's an energy card. Right. Oh you, no, that yeah. that make that makes sense. Yeah, that that makes sense that way. So we got a water energy. 
What else we got? Starly. Well, Starly. They, they love they, that's about every set now. <laughs> I feel like half of these half of these are gonna be ones that I have no idea. There's <laughs> yeah. gonna be a few of them with I remember. Scarlet Maybe Violet, some from they did come out with a lot of new Pokemon. And then we got a I got a Shroomish. I remember that one. Yeah. This one definitely remember. Mankey. And now that I've been playing, I actually kind of pay attention more to what they do when I used to not care. Oh, like attacks and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. Kilowattrel? Kilowattrel? Yeah, that's a newer one. Greedent? Looks like a freaking squirrel. That's actually not bad. That's like an interesting animation style on that one, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see what we got next. We got Crocodile. It's almost like they pulled the background of it out of the game and then the right, Pokemon yeah, yeah, like yeah, for a different style, right. And then it, this one just looks like it has like some some of the sharp glasses you see from like old movies. Like I don't know where. Well, because in the in the series, didn't didn't he Ashes wear like sunglasses or whatever? His crocodile or whatever, something like that. I vaguely yeah. remember that. Reminds me of Elvirex kind of shades. Like, oh, yep, like yep, yep. It's yep. like pointy. Like, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And then we got a reverse hollow slowpoke. Okay. Slowpoke everybody loves because he's just such a goofball. Is this Ponard? Ponard. And we got a Maridon EX. Two EXs. Not bad, man. Not bad. Two packs, two EXs. It, it, it's, it's okay if you boosted the packs before you gave them to me. <laughs> they all weigh the same hey, now. It's got five Charizards <laughs> in this pack. Guys, you got to come check this out. They actually all weigh the same now, so you can't like weigh them and try Tell, to know which ones have. I didn't even know that was a thing to be honest. That's crazy. Yeah. So when you go to buy the, some of the base set ones, people refer to them as heavy or light packs. The heavy packs are the holographic ones. That I have heard people say. Yeah. I guess I didn't really think about that. Yeah. So that that so you have to weigh stuff when you get them because some people might try to cheat out on that. But they used. That's why they actually started introducing code card mm -hmm. sometimes based off of what you had. In the pack, they would use the code card with a different style to try to make it even out the weight between the holographic card or if there wasn't one in there. So there was two different styles of these code cards. Mm. Yeah, so... that's And it has to be such a minuscule difference in weight that, you know, brands, yeah. you'd have to have brands. a really good, yeah. really yeah. good scale. It's not like you're going to go put that on your scale at home to figure out the difference in weight. No, no, unless you, you know, with the base set, you absolutely should. Right. But nowadays, there's no point in doing it. They wanted to get right. rid of that. So people like, you know, shops weren't like, all right, let's all open the heavy packs and only sell the cheap ones. Well, that's what I feel like is, up. I feel like especially now that there's probably people that have bought packs for hundreds of dollars and have found that kind of stuff. Some places I've heard of ever like are like that, or they'll reseal their garbage and then like put it back out there. That is or they'll still put like a rare, but just something that's not. Yeah. worth very much so it still seems like they got an actual pack some actually there is shops that, that they'll do that they'll throw like an ex in there but then again if you're a kid and you're buying it's che usually cheaper to buy those ones but if you're a kid and you're opening it, you're like oh it's a cool art whatever but right. like for me as like someone where i'm like looking for value and playability which kind of go hand in hand sometimes right yeah if i'm gonna open up your mystery pack and it's just gonna be garbage all the time i'll be like oh, you're not yeah feel right yeah something something seems off obviously if you're getting it from like like an actual supplier, you know, it, you don't have to worry about that kind no. of stuff, you know, as a, but like I said, I, this is referring to more of some of the OG, you know, you know, base sets, you know, the original one, yeah. 
the rocket one the uh gym leader one was a real big one when i was into it that started getting oh, yeah those ones that, that completely changed playstyle because you couldn't just put like you know any base with like a stage one or stage two like if it was like misty's deck or whatever you had to it has to be like misty's psyduck to misty's gold duck kind of thing there was oh. a whole yeah, different I really had to deal with that, there yeah. was there was just a different aspect with it and obviously it was it was completely different because you know the moves were different there was a lot more variations with it obviously you could play with it i think i had one of those i don't if i remember right i swear i had a brocks and lieutenant surges like i think because you could buy the original like the pre-made decks and yep. i think i just kind of modified it to how I wanted it. I think those were two of those ones. But like I said, the main one that I played with Will a lot was the Dark Series uh, water deck with like Blastoise. Uh, I think I had like Dark Gyarados, which I think wrecked in the original base set. Just got one of those in, by the way. Dark Blastoise or Dark Gyarados? Gyarados. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, really yeah. Nice. I remember. <laughs> I remember vaguely remember that one. Yeah, because that one I think the 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 not the first stage, but the original, the base basic version was uh, just any Pokemon. But then it went to the Dark you know, name, mm. uh, and then it just continue on. So like it'd be like Squirtle, Dark War Turtle, Dark Blastoise kind of thing, and then it would just go on from that. So, um, but anyways, this is uh, this has been fun. It's definitely uh, a little bit, a little bit more in depth. I mean, we covered more about Pokemon. That's obviously something I know a heck of a lot more about than um, some of the other stuff. But it'd be kind of cool to get in and learn a little bit more about that. Like I said, I know the magic. There's a lot into that. That. That was the whole thing. Uh, like the original set was like the what was it the the was it Blue Eyes White Dragon or whatever oh, that's the heck. Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, was that Yu Gi Oh? Yeah. Okay, I know that one of them had it, and I couldn't remember because I know that was a big one. That's probably the same one with the whole. Uh, what the hell? That was that one that uh, was it, uh, the Wizard or whatever. What was the name of that one? It was another one Dark along. Wizard? Is that the one? Yeah. I thought there was a, a female character. One of that. Oh yeah, there was a. I can't remember. Those were the like the real popular cards. Like. Oh, Dark Magician. Sorry. Something like that. And I know those are like, I think those are the ones that still have the highest value right now, aren't they? They're on the, they're on the Depends same. which set you get it from because they reprinted a few of them. Well, like the original, I yeah. would, I guess, I guess I would say. It'd be on the same line comparing, I guess, like you said, Yu-Gi-Oh to like Pokemon's original Charizard. I yes. think it's, they're the oh, most sought after cards in the like base set. Zodia, then. Huh? You're talking about like Exodia, like that was the thing back in the day. Everybody wanted that, right? Yeah, and like I said, that's it's stuff that held their value, kind of thing. And it was the the rarest ones, I guess you could say, kind of thing. Um, it's a little different now. Like some people might be opening packs, and it's not like back before where it's like everybody wanted that Charizard. Everybody wanted that holographic they, Charizard. Now they still want Charizard. Yeah, weirdly enough, it's always it's always it, Charizard. They call I actually refer to it when I'm like opening packs. I call it Charizard chasing. Because everybody, I don't, I'm not even that big of a fan of Charizard. Mm -hmm. That's the one yep, that same. just has value. To I it. do think the shiny version is pretty dope, though, with the blue flames and everything. Yeah. That is a pretty cool design. Pokemon knows it's what everybody wants to, so they continuously keep putting in each set that comes. Of course, out. of I'm course, like, ah, you, you you'd ha you have to, you have to. That's what's gonna get I, people to get it. But then I like Silver Tempest because Lugia's that's my boy right there. <laughs> I do. I that was definitely one of my favorites back then. I you know in the base set. Like I said, everybody went after everybody went after Charizard, but I'm trying to think. I feel like okay, as far as design goes, honestly, I really like Gengar. And the original, the original Gengar. Gengar. That's another one where it's like an odd, not an odd niche. Actually, there's a lot of people like Gengar. And I, yeah, you just don't see very much in the way of it, yeah. like posted up there. Um, I know Mewtwo had 
several different designs in some of the original base sets. Um, and then Dragonite, actually, it was seemed like a really, really simple design for it, where he's just kind of just sitting there. And one thing is, because that one came in hollow and non-hollow, and I feel like the hollow had to have been super rare because i swear you saw that way that less value yeah you saw that way less than even the holographic so, like is there even a non-hollow charizard uh i feel like there's i've never seen one i believe so yeah i think they all came with a regular version and then a hollow version. oh maybe it, not in base set I'm no sure. i'm talking base set yeah, yeah base set i swear i've never I seen one um with uh sometimes though in certain packs you'll have like rares and they're mm -hmm. all rares but some are we call them bulk rares you're like why do i keep running into this one more but it's like say that the same it says the same level of rarity, but some of them you just keep pulling them and keep pulling them. Right, and sometimes it's just luck because I mean you might have one person that's looking like you said Charizard chasing, yeah. and they go through a hundred packs and they're lucky to find one. And somebody comes in and buys two or three packs and every pack has one in, yeah. in them. It's like well, like I said, the whole Blastoise thing with me. My three of my first four packs, pack one, two, and four had Blastoise. On yep. them. I'm like that. I probably that. does not happen very often. Also, if you come here and you pull something cool, I want to see it because it makes me happy that it came from here. And also, I want to get like a photo and be like, hey, well, it sounds like, yeah, a couple of, couple of yeah. good ones here out of out of two packs. I don't know how common it is for EXs to uh, come up in, in these packs, if it's all of them or... Yeah, I'd say the pull rate, what I noticed out of the 36 packs, I think uh, there was around like... 10 or 12 of the 36 you had something that wasn't like a regular rare okay um, so so you about you're talking like a 30 35 percent chance of yeah. pulling something more rare than just you know just a standard run of the mill that you're you have a good chance of running to a yeah. couple of them kind of thing in a box you so. got two, so good job <laughs> no, the mega zone is pretty is pretty cool i'm not gonna lie that that is one of those extra evolutions that they added that i thought was like a really cool design hey you got two uh you got two electric type exs there yeah what was i mean i did, do i need to make a electric deck now Imagine get that all get there. that all going yeah <laughs> Considering I have no idea what I'm doing with that, because I'll have to, uh, yeah, I have to come out and do a if do I a were, learn to if play. I would recommend all of some gonna... six year old teaching me how to play Pokemon again. Yeah, <laughs> I'll teach you, <laughs> but they can too. There's a couple kids in here that oh, yesterday sure. they picked it up very well, and yeah. their, their dads, you could tell their dads were like, Getting... oh, like, like they're like, this isn't a game for me. And as they start playing, they're like, it's actually kind of fun. Oh, I totally. Well, well, my youngest is only three, so she's gonna be a little ways before she gets in anything remotely like this but i think eventually it'll come and she'll i guess we'll see what she ends up getting into she's more of that uh i'm gonna try and do everything that i know i'm way too small to be doing i'm gonna try and jump across and just so accident prone when it comes <laughs> to this kind of stuff but you gotta let them gotta let experience life because rather than get hurt with some of these little things and learn from it than do something later on that they can you know get into some big trouble with so but Anyways, this has been this has been fun, yeah. And yeah. hopefully, gave everybody a little bit of an in depth on the new store here in Oregon, Illinois, and lots of stuff to check out. Lots of cool stuff. I mean, I'm gonna definitely after we're done here, I'll go check out that other room with you. You said you got the Warhammer and all that stuff set up there. I want to check that out. That'd be kind of cool. And you'll definitely have to let me know with the events coming up. And we'll, you know, if you're going to do some type of Pokemon tournament type thing, I'll definitely have to come check it out. We'll do some, uh, maybe we'll, uh, I don't know about Facebook, maybe switch it over to like Twitch or maybe kicks is starting to uh, mm. get out there and maybe do something like that as far as streaming the whole, uh, the whole tournament. And then for sure doing the main event table for, 
who's going to win it all yeah. kind of thing and go from there. So Yeah, based on this one, I know there's a lot more we have to talk about. So, yeah. We'll oh, yeah, for sure. for sure. But anyways, Ashton, it's been, uh, it's been a good one. This has been the Idle Chatter Podcast, and it's been episode 11. Thanks, everybody, for joining, and we'll catch you on the next episode. <laughs>